Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about a Second Students ministry, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Search Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh! I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could use someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. I always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? I gotta get you guys out of here! Get on the jet! Who are you? I work with Spider-Man! You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man! New plan! Okay, well, good morning, guys. So good to see all y'all here. Um, show of hands, who's seen this Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home? Okay, this is a lot more than the last hour. I just got to be honest about something. I am not a big movie person, okay? To me, sitting down to watch a movie is just a big commitment, okay? Two, three hours sometimes. What if it's boring? What if I want to do something else? There's just a lot of unknowns for me. Does anyone else really not a movie person, or am I alone here? Sweet, I'm alone. It's great. Last hour, there was two people, so it's fine. But I'm not a big movie person, so I'll be honest. I have not seen this Spider-Man movie, but... Don't worry, because Nathan has informed me about all things Spider-Man, and if anything I tell you today about Spider-Man is incorrect, you can just yell at him and not me, because he told me it all. Um, So today we're going to be looking at Spider-Man, the movie, um, looking at 
a passage of scripture also, and we're going to talk about how um, really we see a lot of parallels in our lives as well. And so here's a short recap of the movie Spider-Man. This is the new Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, if you don't know, Iron Man is um, no longer with us when this movie takes place. Um, Iron Man has passed away, and so Spider-Man is kind of the next person in line, right? He's the next person um, to step up to the plate to um, take over for Iron Man. And then we see in the trailer, we see how Peter Parker, Spider-Man, how he doubts himself, right? He says that he doesn't think that he can do it. He doesn't think that he's capable. He thinks he's too young, um, not strong enough. Whatever the case may be, he thinks that he is not good enough to fulfill this mission that is set out before him. And so throughout the movie, we see Spider-Man struggle with this, um, with his self-doubt, feeling like he's not ready, he's not capable to do the job that Iron Man knew that he could do. And so throughout the movie, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, he's going to make mistakes, he's um, going to try to figure it out, but in the end, we see that he will um, rise up and be all that Iron Man and everyone else around him knew that he could be. So that's Spider-Man. So um, if you have your Bibles, take, out, take them out. We're going to read in 1 Timothy 4, starting in verse 12. Um, we're going to read this pa- a short passage of Scripture, and then we'll, we'll talk about what's happening. But starting in verse 12, it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching, Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Preserve in them because if you do, you will save yourself and your hearers. So what's happening in this this passage? So Paul, we've all heard of Paul. Paul is um, just released from prison. And Paul... Once he is released, he's learned um, that the Ephesian church, a church that he had um, helped to um, get t- tell about God and everything that God did, this church had distorted or corrupted the message that Paul had originally given to him. So Paul sends Timothy. Timothy is one of his mentees. So Paul was teaching and training up Timothy. So Paul sends Timothy to this church to help restore the message that Paul had originally given to him to help the church get back on the right track and to help the corruption that had happened there. So Paul writes this letter to Timothy as an encouragement that he is fully capable and able to do all that Paul has told him to do. So just remember the movie. Remember how um, Iron Man was not, no longer, Iron Man is no longer with us, so Spider, it was up to Spider-Man to step into this role. Similar in this passage of scripture, right? Paul's not able to go to the church and and to the Ephesian church, so he's sending Timothy to go and do that mission. So just like Peter Parker, just like Spider-Man, Timothy also doubted his abilities to to fulfill the mission set out before him. And so if you're honest, if you think about your own life, most of you are junior high and high school students, if you think about your own life, I bet there have been certain things that have been placed on you that you 
thought you, wouldn't, you couldn't do. Whether you're in high school, whether it's a certain college that your parents want you to go to, or even a certain job that your parents want you to have eventually, or maybe your parents want you to make a certain team, whatever it is, I know that you can all think of a time, myself included, that where you felt like the mission, the task set out before you was impossible, that you couldn't do it. So I know that you can all relate to Timothy in this way. So whatever it is for you, think about that time in your life and hold on to that as we move throughout this, this um, scripture. So Paul tells Timothy in this, in this passage, he says, um, your youth is no excuse. And I have two, two points that I want you to take away today. And if you take notes on your phone or in your journal, that's great. I have two main things that I want you to take away from um, Spider-Man, but most importantly from, from Scripture. Um, the first one is this, that wisdom is gifted from God. Okay, for so many years in my life, I thought that I would be, quote-unquote, wise one day, maybe when I was 56 years old, after I had a family, um, once I was way older. That's when I would be wise. That's when I would know more things. And I want all of you to listen to this, that wisdom is gifted from God. Yes, you will, you will be um, wiser after you live life and experience things um, throughout your years, but also wisdom is gifted from God. The Bible tells us that if we lack wisdom in something, we should ask God and he will grant us wisdom. It's a misconception that um, time is the only thing that grants us wisdom. Look at this verse. It's Proverbs 2.6. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. Out of, uh, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Wisdom comes from the Lord. And if you ask for it, he will give it to you. So just because you're um, 10, 11, 12, 18, however old you are in this room, doesn't mean that you don't have wisdom. You do. God grants us wisdom. So that's the first thing. Second thing, we should not wait until we are older to live for God. We should do it right now. And so something that I see a lot in um, getting the opportunity to talk with a lot of students is that a, a lot of people have the mindset that they should just, um, they want to have fun now, right? Like, especially in high school, they're like, well, I want to have fun now. I want to do all the fun things that high school kids are, do in the movies and the TV shows. I want to have fun now. But then later, whenever um, I have a family or later, whenever I'm in college or out of college, or whatever it is, later, that is when I will start um, living for God and doing all that he has called me to be. And that is a dangerous, dangerous mindset, right? The have fun now mentality is a dangerous mindset because the reality is that none of us know how long our life on this earth will be. None of us know what's happening in two weeks, let alone in the next 10 minutes, right? There's so much unknown and uncertainty in this world as we've learned recently. And so no one knows how long they will have here on this earth to fulfill the mission that God has set before us. And the uncertainty of this life and the limited amount of time is a key reason that we should not, we should not start living, we should st start now living up to all that God has called us to be. There's no better time than right now. So that sounds really easy, right? So, but I bet some of you are thinking like, why? Like, what is the why? Why should I start living for God now? And so a wise, a wise pastor, I, I heard him say once that it is key to, you can protect your future now by living, if you live purely right now, you, are, you will protect your future. Meaning that everything that we do has consequences, right? There's good consequences for sure, but there's also bad consequences. 
Everything that we do has an effect later down in our life, whether we realize it or not, or want to acknowledge that or not. So if you live purely right now, if you um, do all that God has called you to do, if you um, steer towards him every day, you will protect your future and later when you're 20, 30, 40, you will be so, so thankful that you did. Look at verse 16 again, the last verse. It says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And so the last thing I want to, I'll end with this is, um, if you, uh, some of us have um, the, the struggle that they, they want to be perfect. I know I do. That's something I've struggled with all throughout high school is that I always wanted it to seem like I have it together and I wanted to do everything that um, my pastors and my teachers and everything that they told me to do. I wanted to be perfect. And sometimes it can feel like a heavy weight, right? Like, oh, we have to go to church every Sunday, we have to go to live, I have to read my Bible every day, I have to do this, I have to do this. It can feel like a heavy weight, like there's a lot of pressure to do all these things, right, which are good things, but that's not the ultimate thing. This quote, I love it, it says, it's not a sacrifice to serve God, but it's an incredible privilege. Did you hear that? It's not a sacrifice to serve God, but it's an incredible privilege. And so I want so badly for you to take hold of that privilege right now, even if you're 10, even if you're 18, however old you are, take hold of that privilege because it will be the greatest decision of your life. Don't miss out on the privilege that it is to serve God and all that he has for you because that is where you will find the most abundant life. And I'm sure you can ask your leaders or any of us on staff that, We've lit, we, a lot of us have messed up. We've all made mistakes. We've tried to live the other way and it hasn't worked for us. And I wish so badly that I could just give you all of my life experiences and that you could fully understand what a privilege it is to serve and walk alongside God. But that's up to all of you individually yourself. You will all have life experiences and you'll all have different things in your life that will shape you to be who you are. And through those experiences, you will learn that serving God and walking with him and just sitting in his love that he has for you is the greatest privilege of your life in the best way that you could live. And so just to recap, I want to remind you of the two things. Wisdom is gifted from God, so don't ever doubt that just because you're young, you don't have wisdom. Wisdom is gifted from God. And also, don't wait to live for God, start right now. There's no better time than right now to take hold of that privilege.